I don't mind that people think that I'm crazy for, for thinking this. Um, it's quite normal for people to think that this is a crazy thing to think about, you know, but I've got a lot of evidence supporting what I believe. There's a lot of evidence supporting what you believe, but I like to believe I've taken a step back and looked at a potential agenda behind why we have this conflicting worlds, you know, and, um, and that agenda is not a good one. Getting discomfortable with a flat earther. So I met Josh here in South Africa through mutual friends, and I overheard him having a conversation about a belief that I've heard that people have, but I've never actually met someone. Well, maybe I have, but I've never actually talked about it with someone. And one of the things that this podcast is all about is I want to see the world through other people's perspectives because I feel like that will broaden my view of the world if I can see it through all these different perspectives. But at the same time, I like to have conversations that are about uncomfortable topics. And to me, this is an uncomfortable topic. Without a doubt. I mean, when um, I'm having these conversations, which I do not have very readily, so mm -hmm. your eavesdropping was actually the, probably the only way that we would have resulted in having this conversation because when I have this conversation, it is making myself quite vulnerable to mm -hmm. the listener and now to the listeners. Fortunately, Josh is a common name, so not everyone <laughs> will know who I am. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is something that, that is close to my heart. Um, it's, a, it's more than just um, a construct of the world. It's what I believe the world to be. Mm -hmm. And that is undertoned by what I believe, you know, believing in God and, and his creation of, of the world and how, you know, in my opinion, we've deviated from, from his creation to a space of um, to where we believe the earth is now, you know, around earth. Mm -hmm. I'd like to go back to, the, I want to hear the history of this belief. Like, when did you first hear about this? Is it something that your family had from the very beginning? Or like, where, where did this belief come from for you? Yeah, great question. I mean, um, it's, I've probably been a, a flat earther, as I say, for two years now. Okay, oh, um, so it's new. It's yeah, so, new. so it's relatively new. Um, I, I grew up in, um, you know, these, the nature of this conversation or, you know, is the earth flat around is not one that comes up readily and um, in, let's look at your education space, you know, um, even, let's say, even look before the education space. When you're watching movies, the first thing that pops up is Universal mm -hmm, Studios exactly. and you see the globe coming in, you know, and um, I just feel that uh, there has been a large element of, indoctrination um, uh, that has led us as society to believe one construct versus another. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, going to the history of it, the introduction of the Copernicus theory in the 1400s was the first time that we actually started questioning, you know, um, round or flat. Now, right. I'm, I wasn't around in the 1400s right. and my story sort of only started two years ago, but that, it stemmed from um, a documentary that I watched called The Principle. Okay. And The Principle basically just it broke down, it, um, interviewed a whole bunch of uh, scientists, world-leading scientists that are in uh, tertiary education spaces as astrophysicists that have all come to the conclusion that, uh, well, at least in their opinion, come to the conclusion that there is no ways that we can be living on a round earth, but rather a flat earth, and then going th delineating deeply into that, into all the different sort of proofs that they have. And um, I am no scientist, mm -hmm. but... Um, I found this, I mean, I was going through your, your channel, your Discomfortable channel mm -hmm. just the other day, and I saw that your mom mentioned um, you shouldn't just believe what you're told. And I, can't, I don't know the whole thing, but you, you should go and do the research yourself. Don't right. listen to what anyone says. Go and check for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then I go stand on my veranda and I look at that horizon 
and it just seems pretty flat to me. Now, that's not my only sort of deduction mm -hmm. that leads me to believe what I believe. There's a lot more that goes into it. But if one just does an objective test, you, um, in my opinion, I think that horizon looks pretty flat when I'm standing mm -hmm. on the beach. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it does, yeah. for sure. But yeah. science has all kinds sure. of explanations sure. for that. So you, you watched this documentary two years ago. I mean, because I thought the documentary was more about the Earth being the center of the universe as opposed to being flat. So the, the, the principle is basically um, it, it goes into the difference between heliocentric and geocentric. So mm -hmm. the Earth being the middle versus the sun being the middle. Now, um, this is where this, this topic gets discomfortable, you know, is, mm -hmm. um, is this sort of potential, one could say, agenda behind pushing forward a globe versus having a flat model. Now, you know, I was I was showed this 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 documentary of the principle, which is then who, once again who showed it to you? Um, it was my business partner's uh, brother-in-law. Yeah. So, okay. And did he was is he a flat earther? Yeah, he's a flat earther. And I mean, okay. you know, that first conversation, man, it was absolutely crazy. Now he is a he's been involved in some projects at NASA, so he's um, he's a computer nerd that just mm -hmm. has really made his way all the way up. And but I mean, he just um, has been exposed to some really interesting conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, he put he put this note forward, and I'm like, no, please, bro, come on, don't <laughs> yeah. even, don't even, don't even try go there with me. I mean, come on, I know the Earth is round, you know, I know that we're um, we've been to the moon, and like we've okay, we can talk about the moon conversation at another time, maybe. But yeah. just in general, like I was so so steadfast in my understanding, and then when he put it forward, and then I start hearing from from uh, really renowned academics, you know, your astrophysicists in your uh, tertiary education spaces, that they start coming to similar conclusions of a potential flat Earth. Then I just started scratching my head. I'm like, hmm, okay, now it's time for me to go do some research. And this is where a lot of the shortcomings uh, come in the conversation, let's say, with a, a round Earther versus a flat Earther, is you'd find that generally the flat Earther would have gone and done extensive research. Now, yes, I, I, can, I, I haven't done research. No, for sure. No, on, I, my beliefs are I was born, I was told the yeah, Earth is round, yeah. and I believe that. So that's why I find it fascinating that you you weren't indoctrinated as a child. You've chosen this. Yeah. So tell me about that. Yeah, so I mean, when you start doing, when you start going into doing your own research, you start uncovering a whole world of of flat world of um, of information. Now, um, if if we were to go and search, um, uh, water is solid. We would probably find some articles about how water is a solid, and we would we would. Well, go when search. it's ice, yeah, for sure. Well, whatever the case may be, but you you can you can find the answer for any theory on either side of the spectrum online because everyone's. Right. Got I see something. what you mean. Exactly. Yes, so, exactly. um, so me saying I'm going to go do my research into into flat Earth, then people will, will obviously generally say, well, if you go look for it, you're going to find it, right? You're going mm -hmm. if you're searching flat Earth. But you know what's really interesting is if you go and search a flat Earth documentary on YouTube. You'll see what pops up. It'll be about five or six videos telling you how the Earth is not flat, but the Earth is rather round. And then maybe your sixth video would actually talk about a flat Earth. Now, then you start seeing a potential agenda, you know, like um, uh, putting forward specific ideals or ideologies, i.e. a round Earth versus a flat Earth that are even being controlled by, let's just, let's just call them not nice people that are at the top of the, of the ladder, okay? Like some call it the One World Orders. I might call them Illuminati. I don't know what you want to call it, but... Not so nice people that are doing not so nice things in this world um, may be a part of of this potential agenda. So here's where I find it interesting because I I see a fundamental difference in the way we view the world here. Mm -hmm. In that you see the world as a big conspiracy run by not so nice people 
who have an agenda to keep this information away from people. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have no reason to believe that. I trust that the world is fairly transparent. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. there are some conspiracies, mm-hmm. but on a grander scale, I just sort of believe that I can trust society, generally mm-hmm. speaking, and that I can trust science as a, as a as an institution. Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is, before you got into Flat Earth, mm-hmm. were you already kind of a conspiracy theorist? Like, did you have a bent towards distrusting the government or distrusting kind of mainstream society? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's for me is a definitive yes. Um, okay. Some might call, um, I, I, don't, I really don't like the term conspiracy theory just because of where that term came from. And it was basically anyone who has an ideology that goes against what the state is putting forward, they're deemed conspiracy theorists. So if you don't think that the, um, and a lot of it does stem from the United States. You know, like if if you don't support them going to war, then you might. If you have, if let's say for example, um, there was an undertone of of oil for going to Iraq. Now yeah. that's not the case, but let's say there was, and you say America just wants to send troops to Iraq to get the oil. Then I would be deemed a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. rather than some. If I would say we need to go and sort out those terrorists, then I'm falling in line with the agenda. So then everything is sound. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't like the word conspiracy theorist. I, I don't mind being called the contrarian, though. So I think okay. I'm contrary to what is just being put forward. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm always against what's being put forward. I'm just going to leaf into a couple more pages of the book before I make my decision on if that is sound or not. So I'll go and do my research. And, then go, and um, you know, the source of, these re- of my uh, information is obviously going to be the next question. Where are you getting information from? What makes your source of information accurate and mm-hmm. the whole world's source of information inaccurate? Um, my source primarily is the Bible. So that for mm-hmm. me is, is definitive truth. And, and, and there are a host of scriptures that mention things like uh, Satan took Jesus to the highest point on the earth and showed him all the kingdoms. Now that's impossible if you're on a round earth. It's only possible if you're on a flat earth. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, uh, there's, there are a couple more scriptures that speak about the, the circular disc rather than a ball and how um, the earth is on like a, a, a God's foot pedestal basically um, under the, with the pillars and this and that. And there's a lot more to it. There are even some books that aren't in the Bible anymore that form part of canon initially, like your the book of Enoch and the book of Jasher, mm-hmm. which aren't there anymore. And there they start going to some funky, funky stuff. So with the premise of me believing everything that's in the Bible, which m- some might view as uh, naive or a bit negligent even, um, that is my initial premise. And then we start going right. on to objective tests. So then it's me standing on the shoreline looking at the horizon or um, another very cool test is uh, shining a laser beam over a large body of water, which after a certain distance, so it's every mile the horizon ought to drop by eight inches. So um, that's the, at least the globe theory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that is just a, a pretty plain sight example of how you can see further than you ought to be able to see. But the, you haven't done this experiment yourself. I haven't done the experiment myself, right. no. Because there's all these scientists who've done experiments that they say prove that the Earth is round. True, and true. you don't believe them. True. But these people who've done this experiment, you do believe. So to me, it's like, why? Why one over the other? Why are those people more, to you, trustworthy? And these people not. Is it because they are the minority? You know, um, I wouldn't say that it's because they're minority. I think it's because my premise or the standing on which I have is not on what man can show me or prove to me. What I've decided is already in my belief structure. Right. So now, what I believe, this these arguments fall in line with what I believe in. 
Right. So then I'm more inclined to lean towards that side. Right. So and and that is the the anti-science part because exactly. science is going to say you're not allowed to believe anything yeah. until it's proven. Exactly. And you're saying I do believe this. So it's a it's reasoning by starting from a belief as opposed to reasoning based on empirical evidence exactly. towards a belief. And then believe. Yeah. So it's basically the other way around. And as I said, some might view that as a bit naive. But you know, my, my my faith is a very beautiful thing, and um, mm-hmm. and I really uh, you know I love to be able to engage in in uh, those comfortable conversations, yeah. man. Like it's really cool to be able to to talk about these things. And you know what the best is, AJ, is that at the end of the day, we still brush our teeth the same way, and we still continue our life in the same way. It's mm-hmm. just if the the only sort of cardinal difference is then. This uh, it's like your Big Bang theory versus creation theory. It's um, you're made with a purpose and a reason versus we're just a speck of dust traveling through the universe mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. whatever sort of speed. Um, so were you? So this goes back into sort of like the call to the family. Sure. How long have you been religious? Where does that belief come from? So I've been religious all my life. I grew up in right. a very Christian home, and um, you would love to hear that my dad is a strong round earther, and is me he trying to talk to him about a flat earth? He thinks I am see now like uh, it really it makes for really wow. great conversations on the table and and i just i'm like dad you know what maybe one day we'll find out maybe one day you're right maybe one day i'm right at the end of the day this is not going to tear up our relationship with one another it's just very um i just you know my dad is then i've got a spacey son you know like i'm mm-hmm. like but dad just Watch where you use the word spacey because even the word space is, you know, at least in some in people's constructs, yeah. is, is, is um, you know, I believe in a firmament or at least a, a dome that sits above our earth and then you have the stars that are sort of beyond that. But I mean, we're not going to go into the deep constructs of what this flat earth looks like. But Well, I'm, I, that might be interesting oh, okay. at a certain point, okay. actually. But to me, it's more interesting to interrogate your, your Christianity, mm-hmm. your, your Christian art. Yeah. Um, because to me, that's the point at which why? Why believe that? You know, were, sure. do is it say? Would you agree that you were maybe indoctrinated into Christianity as a child? Um, that's a that's a very cool question. Um, one that you would sort of ask. You know, if I was born into some Indian home and grew up in a Buddhist family, exactly. Or, you know, like you, yeah. you don't choose your, your. I mean, I believe that I was. I mean, I wasn't indoctrinated into a specific religion, but I believe I was indoctrinated to a degree by my family and my culture to believe in kind of like centrist liberal values, Mm -hmm. you know, Canadian values, uh, human rights, stuff like that. And, And while I still do, you know, I value human rights, I recognize that they're not objective truths per se. Sure. And that's a, that's a that is an uncomfortable thing to say yeah. that I believe that all humans should be considered equally valuable, sure. but I don't know that there's a way that anyone could prove that one mm-hmm. way or another. So yeah, it's like everyone is equal but someone is more equal than others, right? <laughs> well, some people would say that and some yeah. people would say no, like this person is a is a racist or a mm-hmm. murderer or a criminal, so they are a lesser human. They mm-hmm. are garbage. Mm-hmm. And I would disagree. And that's mm-hmm. just a personal belief that that's cool. that doesn't have a science behind yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, but I but I'm able to now I went from thinking everyone knows equality is good to mm-hmm. thinking not everyone knows that it's mm-hmm. a subjective belief. Yeah. So I'm wondering what your relationship with Christianity is like and what r- wriggle room you have to say well it's subjective to me. Sure. So um you know with the with this this space of conversation you you are uh, I just threw a space in there but um you you, you really have to um you know, when, when, so my relationship with God is, is very obviously subjective, very, very personal. Right. Um, and I still believe that I 
have his purpose and his plan to to go forward in my life whether the earth is round or flat i think i'll still be doing pretty much the same thing which is going into hempcrete farming and building houses just a little side note but right. you know like um so I don't, you're you're very community oriented yes yeah, very you community. like to give back and and that comes from your your beliefs, yeah, your, your faith. I, I, I would say so, yes. But, you know, when we're looking at is this a cult, you know, is this the way that we've been raised and like just kind of shoved down our throat, um, I think to to a degree you get to a certain age when you can start making decisions on your own. You know, you start off yes. with not putting your finger in the plug and your mom is going to smack you on the hand for doing that. And, you know, some might view that as the beginning of the cult. You should not be putting your finger into plugs when yes. maybe the power's off and you can actually just stick your finger in. That's great, fine, whatever the case may be. Um, you start getting to a space where you can start questioning what is just shoved your way and then and then, and that's I guess where um, I got to a space with my family and that sort of cult side of it mm-hmm. of, you know like that I'm, I'm now questioning your so-called cult I don't think the earth is round and right. I mean but you didn't question the the religion on which the cult is founded the religion with regards to the the like round aside earth from the, the round earth and the flat earth do you would you say that your religion is different than your father's no no, I wouldn't say that my religion is different to my father's. And this is where you look at you look at the heart of your intentions. You know, I'm, like are my intentions of going to go lambaste my father that his religion of his element of believing in a round earth now means that his degree of Christianity is different to mine? No. Um, okay. At the end of the day, just acknowledging God the Creator is is sound in in many spaces. You know, which um, some people don't. And uh, it's uh, for, for, so you know, do my father and I now have different religions? Definitely not. You know, but right. now I guess I would be on some sort of quest, as one could say, to try and shed more light in a space where he can maybe, in my opinion, get to believing what I believe believing that I think that I'm right and that he's wrong. Because, I mean, I guess I'm not going to have any standpoint if I can, like, you know what, I am right, and then, Dad, you can also maybe be right as well, because that's one or the other, right? Um, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and when I get to, my, I mean, my final conclusion is not just one little principal video that was showed to me. It, it, it then resulted in watching that video a good four or five months of intensive research with me and my mates and really just, you know, discovering some crazy mm-hmm. stuff. So who, um, who in your life does agree with this belief? Like, do you have a lot of supporters I, around you? Yeah, I've got, I mean, uh, I now have a group of about, let's say, six guy friends that are all on the same page. Okay, um, and, and are they... Who converted who? Like, were they? Have you yeah, met them yeah, through great, this? Like, so, where so, did so it? Marcel was my my mate whose stepbrother showed us. So, me and my twin brother and Marcel, we were exposed to this together, uh, together, and okay. all poof, mind blown. Like, wow. Then we, okay, cool, started making, sort of coming to terms with this possibility of living on a flat earth and then eventually decide or realizing um, within that we now know we live on a, on a flat earth. And then us having these conversations amongst ourselves would then, you know, have the eavesdrop element with friends like, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. quite interesting to start chatting. And, I mean, I've had mates of mine that would be like, dude, don't even don't even talk about that around me, please, because you right. have no uh, premise on what you're saying it, right. and you just, I mean, you know, please, we don't want to talk about that. So I do have those friends, and then I respect that. And I'm like, cool, well, I mean, th- when I'm having these conversations, I generally do do it in the confides of a one-on-one conversation. I don't do it in a group because there are always going to be people that are like, this man is crazy. Yeah. And like, I'm like, and I don't want people to think that of me. I'm not right. a crazy man. I mean, right. I've got to... So you do, it does, it affects you. And perhaps this goes into the shame part. It makes you feel badly if people judge you poorly. Sure. I mean, um, I, I don't... 
I don't mind that people think that I'm crazy for, for thinking this. Um, it's quite normal for people to think that this is a crazy thing to think about, you know. But um, when they start attaching that to other elements of my life and being like, right. oh, but if you believe in a flat earth, how can you even say X, Y, and Z? I'm like, well, dude, come on, man. you got to separate the, the, the arguments here. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can't think that I'm insane for thinking this when I've got a lot of evidence supporting what I believe. There's a lot of evidence supporting what you believe, but I like to believe I've taken a step back and looked at a potential agenda behind why we have this conflicting worlds, you know, and, um, and that agenda is not a good one. It's one mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, potential deception mm-hmm. uh, to let us as humans believe that we are just a speck of dust flying through space versus having a purpose by a creator. I think those are the two sort of. So you, you would see that as the work of Satan, basically. Satan is yeah, trying to convince so. us or that we don't have a purpose, evil, that God evil, doesn't exist. An evil force, yeah. Or someone yeah. someone who is, yeah, maybe, maybe it's yeah. not directly Satan. Yeah. I mean, so the people who don't agree with you, like yeah. me, yeah. You, would you be like, these You're people going are brainwashed? <laughs> no, yeah. well, okay, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, the answer is no. No, because no, obviously you wouldn't think your father is no, going to hell. No, exactly. But, but you would view us as essentially brainwashed. To a degree, yeah. I would be yeah. like, well, I mean, you know, it's it's like it's like deciding how you enjoyed a book before finish reading it. You know, it's like, dude, I just I just kind of think that there are a couple more pages to the book that you need to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and 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 those that haven't read the the end of the book, I'm not like, whoa, dude. Wait, wait, spoiler alert, <laughs> it's flat. You know, <laughs> well, like I'm not gonna go like that. But everyone's on their own part of their journey. Um, and maybe some like. You know, maybe some people will go on some sort of ayahuasca trip and then, you know, meet some spirit that also shows them that, you know, flat or round, whatever the case may be. There are many ways of, of getting to, to a definitive choice. I just think that a lot of people have just decided to choose round earth because of what they've been fed because it's throughout a simple, their life. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's the simplest everywhere. thing to choose. Yeah. But see, this is what I think is interesting. There's no question that you have put more thought into this than I would say most of the world has put into the Earth. 95% of it, yeah. But I think if you staple this on to Christianity, have you put as much thought into whether Christianity is true? Because if that's the core belief of this, then I could argue that you maybe have done your due diligence on flat Earth, but yeah. since it's based on a belief that you haven't questioned very hard, yeah, yeah. maybe I have questioned, I may have sure. questioned Christianity and sure. religion more than you have of course so yeah in a sense we might be i could say it's the same like, thing just, about you it's you're like, like point, point, poking a stick at, the, at a different argument right it's like is this one flawed or is this one flawed? yeah because the the floor of faith might be flawed mm-hmm. in which case i could say to you have you investigated that enough mm-hmm. like have you have you looked at all the religions and yeah. said oh i choose you know yeah. you've looked at the theories of the earth and yeah. said i choose this one yeah but have you looked at all the religions and said i choose this good one? question um this is opening up into another discomfortable uh, space yeah. in my life. <laughs> I mean, life. it always but, is. But I mean, you know, I went through, um, uh, my childhood was a very Christian childhood being raised yeah. and then I went to um, a private Christian primary school and then eventually went on to a government high school and then university for five years, which was also a government university. Um, were, were, were they were they all Christian institutions or no, just the... No, uh, yeah, just okay. the primary school. The rest yeah. of them were all government institutions, which have got a Christian undertone to them. I mean, we would open and pray at our school, but then at university, it's multi-faith. And, right. I mean, we promote multi-faith. I looked into, uh, I, let's just say this, I had a bit of a backslide. So, you okay. know, like, uh, you know. Is, so you lost your religion for a while. I wouldn't say I lost my religion. I just say I was focusing on other things. Okay. Drinking women, parties, that sort of stuff. Okay. And um, 
And then was like, you know, started looking at if I should be aligning my chakras and it should be, you know, looking into Buddhism and yeah. looking into different spaces. So I wouldn't say that I blindly just choose Christianity and go forward right. with it. I wouldn't say I ever questioned Christianity though. I just, I was just trying to see if there's more meaning in other spaces. And, you know, if someone is going to go on an ayahuasca trip, there is such a strong spiritual element to that, that you cannot think that we're just on this world, with, you know, with our three, four dimensions and that's it. You know, there is a lot more to this world in terms of a spiritual dynamic. And some people experience it in different ways. Some people get there with different mediums, whether it's going through, um, you know, a palm reader or going through ayahuasca or mm-hmm. just going. I mean, because I've done ayahuasca. Maybe yeah. you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, I'm open to there being a spiritual realm, but mm-hmm. I would think that one day we would scientifically unlock it. We'd be able to say, oh, now we can understand in a scientific way this realm. I mean, I'm also, you know... I, I mean, re- that's I quite, recognize a, that- quite a cool argument that we could go... I'm not argument, discussion, you know, of like maybe AI is unlocking that next realm. You know, we don't know. But mm-hmm. I mean... Different types of consciousness. Yeah. And, and, and like spirituality for me, I recognize is super important, but... I don't know that it has to be actually spiritual. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I want to get in touch with this thing that people are calling spirituality, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's going to be about spirits. To me, spirituality is more about connecting with humans. And, cool. you know, the I think what you would see as the goodness of God uniting us all, I'm just sort of like the goodness of humans mm-hmm. uniting us mm-hmm. all. And that makes me feel good. Cool. And I'm cool. like, oh, this, yeah. and this is spirituality another, right? yeah. to some degree. So, like, I'm open to it, but at the same time, I am able to do ayahuasca and see it as you know, like I saw, I did ayahuasca and I saw my friend who had passed away. Yeah. And in my mind, I say, I it was my unconscious. Mm-hmm. That my unconscious created a, like a dream mm-hmm. uh, from my memories, this version of him. Mm-hmm. I don't literally believe that I saw him. But okay. other people who were there were like, no, you saw him yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like, you were in that realm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, that's interesting. It's not how I take it, but mm-hmm. It's so difficult to try and like question it or pinpoint anything to that nature, you know, and, and that's where the element of subjectivity and your, let's say, connection with yourself, can you determine what is, um, a sp- you know, what is in the spiritual realm, what is just fabricated within your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you, you know, if you are a person that that um, practices maybe meditation or prayer every, every day, um, you know, you really are just in tune with either yourself or just, you know, with a connection to that higher power. For me, it is that connection with God. I think that um, when these sort of questions arise, um, there's an element of um, discernment within me that is guided by that spirit. And um, let's say, like, I mean, just the other night I was at my house and we Mm -hmm. were having, uh, as you Americans call barbecue, but a braai. Mm -hmm. And um, there were Was I there? No, 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 it wasn't (laughs) that one, but that was a great braai. There were four wallets on the table and two of them were exactly the same, me and my brothers, and then there were two other brown wallets. They all looked very similar. Mm -hmm. And I I was sitting there eating, I'm like, you know, I should put my wallet in my room because maybe someone takes my wallet. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. That same night, the dude accidentally took my wallet and then it took the whole next day to just get my wallet back. Now, that sort of element of intuition that was like, put your wallet away, that for me is the Holy Spirit saying, right. 
check yourself, bro. Something's going to happen. Right. And even though it was just a thought and many would just think, Josh thought I got to put my wallet Yeah, away. I would be like, it's just your own exactly. intelligence. Yeah, and I mean, to what degree could you see your religion as a metaphor? Like, are you open to that, that, that the Holy Spirit is a metaphor for your own intuition, yeah. that God is a metaphor for yeah. all that is good of just humanity as a kind of species? It could very well be. I mean, but in my opinion, I, I materialize my God through things that happen in my life. So if something good happens, I'm thanking God. If something bad happens, I'm also thanking God, right. which is interesting because right. people are like, no, but you would never praise losing a job or you'd never praise getting a cut in your salary. But there's everything is a part of this sort of greater scheme plan, which then goes back to are we created with a purpose or are we just here to live? Well, it's so interesting because everything, and I find this a lot with a lot of religions, I'm like, I agree mm-hmm. in a metaphorical way. Like, yeah. So when I lose a job or something mm-hmm. bad happens, mm-hmm. I have these little ideologies where mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what, you should be grateful for what you do have. And I believe, even though I don't believe it 100%, yeah. I don't believe this is 100% true, but yeah. I believe that if I if I carry the belief that it will work out in the end, it probably will, mm-hmm. and it opens me up to just whatever happens being for the best in its own way. Mm-hmm. And even if everything goes to shit, I will have been happier in the process of getting there. Yeah. And it sounds very similar to your faith in God, to your belief that you know everything is good and it's going to work out for mm-hmm. the best and that you should appreciate what God has given you. It's, it's very similar. Yeah. And it's a choice. It is a choice that, is, that, that one makes. I, I directly choose to attach everything that happens in my life to, to God's plan. And some people might be like, well, I've just been working my, my ass off and now I'm earning you know, a six-figure salary, whatever the case may be, where I would just attest all of that to God, whereas other people might attach um, the pleasantries in life to their doings. Right. And, and I, I, don't, I don't do well, that. I what's just, the downside? You know, what, what is the downside in, is there a downside to believing what you believe versus what I believe? And is there a downside, like, to believing in a flat earth if you're wrong? What, if you're wrong about the earth's being flat, mm-hmm. have you thought about what downside there is for you? Like socially, there's a downside. Clearly, yeah, well, people I mean, judge but you. Yeah, I don't mind that downside. Like that, I'll take with a knock on the chin. Now, I don't mind. I mean, I, it's hard for me to imagine unless you were to indoctrinate a lot of people, which it doesn't sound like you're doing because no. you keep your belief pretty close to yeah. your chest. And if you if you convince a ton of people that the Earth was flat, and then it turned out it wasn't, mm-hmm. and that led to some kind of you know like I don't know breakdown in science or something, yeah, yeah. that that could be a problem. Yeah, that could be a problem. But I don't know with your belief in God. What would be the downside if you're wrong? I guess the downside is just you know, I never I never view learning more about a subject, even if I'm wrong, as a downside. That's it's a learning curve. So right. I'm 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 trying to. But it's like, to, what are you putting into the world? Is there something you're putting into the world based on these beliefs that could be negative if it was wrong? Yeah, I guess. I mean, when you look at it from that approach, that would then be the downside. If it was, you know, if I was taken up onto some sort of astral projection and, and God showed me the Earth and it was in fact round, okay, and I come back to Earth, right. the downside is me deceiving everyone that I led to believe it right. is flat, and that would make me turn in my in my. You feel badly. Yeah, like yeah. I would really be, I would feel really bad about that. But, you know, when when my premise at the moment is one of kind of uh, figuratively already, in a sense, been showed the construct of the universe through scripture and through other sort of um, godly means, as one could say, that I believe that my understanding is sound within the lines of what, you know, God has. And, and, um, and I think I'm just going to carry on going forward sort of in faith, is there any like I might be wrong about all of this? 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, the same way that we only, that it's believed we only use, what, like 5% of our brain, and that uh, we don't know what 95% of dark matter is out in space and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we know so, so little. Yeah. I do think that there is a lot that is going to come to light that is going to shake the very foundation of all of us, our understanding. Let's say, for example, aliens arrive, you know, right. and like, boom, that is now... That would, I mean, that different. would be tough for your theory, right? Because well, not only is it the Earth flat, but it's the center of the universe, true, right? True. Now, so if there but, were aliens, it would really see, bring it into question. But I mean, I, I do believe in aliens. I okay. Just, I just okay. don't believe in aliens as what has been put forward sort of in the movie and Hollywood aliens. I just believe that pe- there are entities that operate in different dimensions. Sometimes okay. those dimensions come in line with our dimensions and then they are present here. And, and are they creatures of God? That's a good question, Bru. That's a really good question. I, I would say yes, but... Um, maybe f- your bro. <laughs> you don't. <know. laughs> no, I mean, like you, you, you have angels and you have demons. Okay, right. Which you would consider beings that are not human. Exactly, some kind extraterrestrials, of, right. right? Who um sometimes w- can manifest themselves physically in our presence. Sometimes they can manifest themselves spiritually. Whether it's um maybe you're in a space of your life that you just cannot take one step forward. You are blinded by confusion. You can't make any decisions. You just don't know what's going on. I believe that that could be some sort of spiritual, let's say, veil over your eyes that you can't see where to go forward. And that can be resolved by, um, uh, let's say, a spiritual intervention by some some other way. There are elements of the spiritual. Let's just say there's a lot that we don't know about. There's so much in Mm -hmm. this sort of spiritual realm that we are yet to uncover. So let's say, for example, now if you look at the flat Earth construct, you have Antarctica as your sort of bordering, right outside border. Like I did a bit of googling, and as I understand it, it's the Earth is flat, and there's a North Pole with with like the North Pole's in the center, in the center, and then it all spreads out, and then you have an ice wall, exactly that no one has crossed. Well, no, no, not no one has crossed. I mean, the first guy who um, really went to a document going into Antarctica was uh, Colonel Bird B Y R D. He was an American expeditionist. Um, That expedition was changed from one of a very exploration and discovery expedition to um, a completely military operation within days of his departure. He was called into the Pentagon. They beefed up his uh, detail, like I think tenfold over or fourfold over with more staff. Like we're talking like um, Warcraft ships and uh, aircraft carriers going down with this operation to go down to the South Pole. And, um, you know, they, they they could only get as far as, well, I mean, I, I can't remember the, the fine integrities, but you go look at uh, Colonel Bird kept a journal and he spoke about these um, under under the ice cave uh, or under the ice sort of cave um, worlds or uh, spaces that are have warm baths. Uh, they are extremely rich in, I think it's like uranium or some other um uh, element that is used for uh, warfare okay. construction or, or you know making uh, so they're mi- they've been mining there true like uh, that, that's there's a, there's a, like there's, why there's a lot that we don't know about once again like getting back to the space of like you know it's just we only know so little about the construct of the universe as one could say but but we are in your view we are very specifically being misled and my question is why why are the government like yeah. t- 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 part of what i find hard to imagine is what Aside from just the flat earth, what you would have to believe to justify it, I think, would have to be a massive global conspiracy, right? Yeah. And also in which almost all the governments and all the scientists yeah. have been in on have been in on yeah. it. Yeah. And my question is, why? Yeah, why? Um, 
really why would they do this i mean this is i guess what it all all boils down to you know and in my opinion it and and this is just Josh's opinion, right? Let's okay. not like say this is what all this the flatter. believe. Yeah, okay. But I believe that um, that there is these evil people on the top, which I spoke about earlier, that want to deceive men. A kind of Illuminati or yeah, something? Yeah, maybe something like that. Um, that wants to deceive man to think something else. And that can then just be the beginning of building on a whole bunch of other sort of potential opportunities. So... Um, now, I also don't believe that we've been to the moon. I guess this is another sort of oh, crazy conspiracy theory. But, right. you know, like um, if, you, if you go do a practical test at night, go and stand under the moonlight and feel the temperature on your skin and then go and stand under shade. And you will feel if you have, you know, in tune with your body, you'll feel that it's warmer in the shade under the moonlight than it is directly under the moonlight. And that's, that's a very blatant fact. You can go search anywhere, you know, the fact that moonlight shines cold now there's your beginning there's a beginning of questioning constructs of the universe because we're supposed to believe that the sun shines into the moon and that reflects then down to mm-hmm. us how in that sort of equation does the temperature switch around from hot to cold i don't so what do you believe that the moon is itself giving off light or there we it's... go bro there we go the moon gives off its own light it's, it's its own sort of celestial entity and um yeah i just think that like our understanding of the stars, our understanding of other planets is um, is put forward by NASA. And, right. And but why? Like, why would they do, why would deceive. they go to these, but Yeah, why? it's crazy. It's just to, de- it's to deceive. It's, 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 it's to take people away from understanding that, that, that you, AJ, have an amazing purpose that has been ordained in your life. And, and rather just, no, 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 we're all just here. And so it's not, it's not, it's not. A, it's not human deception. It's a greater. It, it must be a greater no, deception a greater that you're talking deception. about here. Yeah. That is that is an anti god deception. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. And it's just anti god and pro sun, pro sun worship. Your your heliocentrism, like paganism, is, or something. Yeah, it is like it, it is sun worship. It's putting the sun in the in the center of everything and worshiping the sun. And you can go look at all the different sun gods that are out there and and uh, ancient civilizations that really went to the extra nine yards to worship the sun. And um, but for the humans that are in on it, what's in it for them? Believing in a globe versus believing on no, the humans who know oh, that, that it's flat, it? like let's say the Pentagon, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I mean, basically scientists of the world. Yeah, yeah. what's in it for them? So I, I they're believe, they're being I, paid off or something. I don't think that all of them will be in on this sort of great deception of right. mankind. So only like, some of them know the only, truth. Yeah, I'd say like the top two percent of that top one percent maybe are you know cognizant of you know this sort of construct and and what gets them on that sort of journey or what what makes them want to do that i think is just as much as i believe in my god they believe in their god whether that is um satan as you put forward earlier or um you know there could be other sort of um just let's say cults that believe in certain things that just don't believe in god my god the creator the you know the father of jesus christ i wouldn't say that they that they all have this sort of bad intentions of deceiving the world. Maybe they're just, in their opinion, furthering science. And f- but if they're furthering science, they must believe in science of the of the spherical Earth. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about the people who know the Earth is flat, and they're like, we can't let anybody find out. Yeah. Well, I find that motivation hard to understand what it would be. Yeah, dude, it's it's really crazy, man. This is where you got to go back as far as the 1300s to Copernicus, and you go and look at like Pythagoras, right? Like, and, yeah, why would Aristotle and Pythagoras yeah. say the Earth is round in yeah. the first place? Yeah, I mean, like, so so Pythagoras, a little interesting note, was one of the founders of Freemasonry. 
uh, with Albert right. Pike. And so this is an Illuminati yeah, type yeah, kind of conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to give them credit at all, but they've managed to achieve. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I don't like because I don't believe in the oh, Illuminati cool. per okay. se. I know there okay. are actually Masons. Yeah. But it, it, I just mean a, a global power elite conspiracy yeah. that is somehow being enriched mm-hmm. by creating this this construct. This construct. Yeah. And to and to me, it's like I don't I don't see a reason to see the world having that. You know, like I just see the world as much more matter of fact. Yeah. And you would probably see that as naive. Yeah. Whereas for me, it just adds all this extra complication to go like. Things aren't as they seem. I mean, I wonder if it gives you a kind of um, it. Well, first of all, like it makes you special. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like I am one of the very few people who knows the truth, mm-hmm. and it also makes you kind of um, like uh, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, you you are you are. Pro- I mean, probably if if what you believe is true, you are dangerous and you should be killed. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you you would be a target. So it makes you kind of. Uh, a, uh, uh, a revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. It makes you like. I could see the allure mm-hmm. of wanting to know yeah. what ninety nine percent of the world doesn't know, mm-hmm. and also to believe that you are fighting a battle against a great evil mm-hmm. that needs that is you know David and Goliath type story. Yeah. It's yeah. very it's very Star Wars yeah. actually. Yeah, dude, and it's that's crazy. the kind of story that we humans are naturally drawn to. Yeah. The, the hero's journey, and like now you get to be a part of it. How crazy! Exactly, is that, but don't know? you then wonder? Am I just buying into it because it feels great? Yeah. You know, it feels great to be a revolutionary. It feels great to believe mm-hmm. that I know more and than others. Against, you know, against society and stick exactly. it to the man like sort of thing. That could have its own psychological appeal to of you. Of course. Now, I guess that would be a sound argument if I was the chairman of South African Flat Earth Society or, you know, if I was really pushing Open this agenda it, yeah. and like, but I'm not. I'm really right. just keeping this as an intimate thing and like those that would like to talk about it like yourself, mm-hmm. I will with pleasure have these conversations. And right. yes, I do get excited about it. But you know what makes me more excited is when I'll have a barbecue at my house or a braai as we call it and some random dude who I never thought, he just starts slipping in these little flat earth trips that he wants to start having a conversation and then it comes to the fore that he's a flat earther and he is just so happy that he has now met another flat earther Mm i.e. myself and then we can have these kinds of conversations you know so when i'm not the only one that's in this little box you know and there's random people that have come to the same conclusions Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and 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 this gentleman who i was referring to not a christian at all not a christian at all and he's made these sort of conclusions based on on i guess his uh, sources of information which are not necessarily from the Bible, but come to the same conclusion. And then I'm like, dude, this is so crazy, man. Okay, cool. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. You know. And um, and at the end of the day, I I I, I said earlier, we don't brush our teeth differently. Whether you right. think you're on a flat Earth or around Earth, it's just um, it's just thinking, man. It's just scratching your head and thinking like, is everything that I'm being fed necessarily the truth? Is you know, 9/11? Is it that what has been put forward on CNN? Maybe not. Is, you know, a whole bunch of crazy things going on on this earth. And like, I don't know when last you checked the news, but like in terms of like seismic uh, weather patterns going on and just like crazy, crazy stuff going on. Like there are floods in the middle of the Saudi Arabia desert going on at the moment. Floods, dude, in the middle of the desert. This has never been seen before. Like crazy, crazy weather changing patterns. We just, I just think that we're in a, a, an, an age of... Um, enlightenment and people kind of really just starting to find themselves first and then finding that maybe their purpose but just i think maybe we're starting to realize that there are evil entities in this world that are 
You know, even if it's the capitalistic structure that is money going up, not coming down, that's evil. Dude, like money belongs to the people. The people need houses. The people need jobs. The people need food. And the the the, the construct of the world that we live in doesn't allow for things like that. So we need to retune society into a way that takes care of the poor and into a way that actually, you know, doesn't want to have a hundred million dollars in your bank account, but rather a hundred million houses that have been built. Like, when mm-hmm. do we get to a space mm-hmm. where we really do stop? living in this world that is so me, 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 me. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with all of that. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree I, with I, all of that, you know, spreading of wealth mm-hmm. and all of that. But I have a problem with the concept of evil because I don't, like I was saying before, I think all people are of the same value. Mm-hmm. So if if you think there's a human who's actually evil, I would disagree because I'm like, no, they're just human. Yeah. And to me, the thing that makes them appear evil is an ideology. It's they probably yeah. have a belief that they chose or mm-hmm. were indoctrinated into, maybe mm-hmm. that causes them to behave in a way that is uh, treating other people unequal yeah. and taking. Yeah. And you know, we grow up in a society that says you're valuable if you're successful, if you have money, mm-hmm. if you're attractive. Yeah. So those people in Wall Street who are trying to get as much money as they can. That's that makes sense based on our culture, but so I wouldn't say that they're evil. I'm mm-hmm. like they're totally human, yeah. and but that's why to me, I am really I really get excited by when we can all l- let go of our beliefs slightly mm-hmm. and say, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. because it means that I am allowing you to be more equal to me because you have a different belief. So, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, it's possible what you're saying. It's, it's not what I believe at all. But it's yeah. I have to admit that it's at least possible that there could be a global conspiracy. Of like course. there's there's no way for me currently to prove that there yeah. isn't. In fact, there's no way for me to prove scientifically in the first person that the earth is round. Yeah. I don't have yeah. that you knowledge. You didn't witness it yourself. So I, I have to it. trust someone and exactly. I'm choosing to trust these people, and Versus. you're choosing to trust those people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I'm doing less thinking when it comes to the earth, but I think I'm doing more thinking when it comes to religion, and I've chosen not to believe your religion, mm-hmm. whereas you have chosen to believe that religion. Yeah. From yeah. a, but even from a, you never chose, exactly. in fact. It's like, it's objective. You know, you, you really you need to make... Subjective. You, sorry, yeah, it's subjective in yeah. your beliefs, but your observations should be objective, right? But I mean... As a human, your observations are never objective. But, Everything I mean, let's, comes let's in that, through your senses. That, let's use that New York uh, gentleman as an example. Sure. Of, uh, is he objectively good or evil if he's just doing his own thing, making his right. money? Right, and I don't believe there is an objective good or evil. Okay. Um, do you think that someone who like uh, murders someone else is objectively, uh, subjectively, you believe he's subjectively I think evil? subjectively that is to just say it simply, bad. Okay. But it's all based on my values. mm -hmm. I value equality. So if he kills someone, that is not equal because he's taken their life. But you're still looking at him as a person, right? He's still a person. Uh, Yeah, I do believe he's a person who either has a mental illness or Mm -hmm. is is making a misguided choice in terms of... His Take values. His, yeah. He, he, you know, a lot. I think a lot of violence stems from shame because mm-hmm. shame. I'm obsessed with shame, as okay. you might know. Yeah. So the research that I've read, and there's a researcher named James Gilligan who I'm a big fan of, and he attributes most violence to shame. Okay. So he says that aside from mental illness, when someone is violent, it's usually because they're trying to 
create a sense of self-esteem mm-hmm. again. Perhaps mm-hmm. it's a person who has nothing. Yeah. You know, here in South Africa is a perfect There's example. There's a lot of those, yeah. A lot of people who have nothing. <laughs> yeah. And their violence is in order to get money or in order to instill fear in other people yeah. so that they feel more esteemed, mm-hmm. more more powerful, worth more, right? more exactly yeah. worth something in yeah. control that people will respect them yeah. out of fear. Mm-hmm. And no, so to me, that's that, not evil. It's just that, human. Would, yeah, but no, that, that for me is interesting. Would you say that that's that fear? Now, I would attach that to a spirit of fear, right? Or at least an okay. energy of fear. Would you say that that is objectively good or bad? Because you should be able to quite soundly say that fear is not a good thing, right? Well, fear keeps us alive. So I wouldn't I would say that in an evolutionary but if sense. Acting, if acting out of fear causing harm on, on one another, acting out of that fear, then that cannot be viewed as good. There's no way that it, you well, can it, someone else could say um, other people believe, for example, and I don't agree with this mm-hmm. at all. They believe in the survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. They've they've taken evolution, the Nazis, for example, yeah, yeah. and they've twisted it to say no, evolution means that the fittest should survive. Right. So any weak human should who's going to get killed should die yeah. because we're creating a stronger, yeah. better in air quotes yeah. race. Yeah, the Aryan race, and or like the same way you take the best genetic seed from the best plants. You you know you focus on what's good, so. but best in air quotes. Yeah, best based on their opinion. Yeah. So this group would say, yeah, he should kill this person out of fear because he's stronger, and we want the strong stronger people to survive and to have children and we will get stronger as a race. Yeah. So that's an opinion that I can't argue is objectively bad. It's yeah. just it's not my opinion. Exactly, yeah. Whereas my opinion is that you shouldn't kill other people because I value um well-being. Mm-hmm. I value people being happy, feeling good. Mm-hmm. And I know that fear is a bad feeling. Yeah. I know that pain and death is a bad feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really just saying we shouldn't kill each other because it hurts. It makes us feel awful. Yeah. And I'm assuming that most people would agree with me that they want to feel good. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily true. Someone might say, no, I like pain. Yeah. So I disagree with yeah. you, AJ. For and sure. I have to say, okay, like yeah. your opinion your is choice. just as yeah. valid as mine. Yeah. I can't objectively, <laughs> from, my, from my beliefs, I can't objectively say that they're 100% objectively wrong. Okay, okay. So I would, I would say that like one who does go, f- uh, you know, operating with, this element of fear within them that needs to prove themselves that they have value and therefore they are going to go and uh, armed robbery, get involved with someone and like really just instill the mm-hmm. fear that they have inside them onto the other yeah. person. I think that that is, is wrong. Okay, right. And I think that that can be, be solved by addressing the issue of what has created that fear or what has created the need for you as a human to over to show other people that you have the power right. to hold them up to the knife. Now, and do you? What do you think that is? Do you? Or so that is the government doing their job and not having a, an impoverished nation. But that, is the solution to that getting them into religion, or is the solution to that giving them a good life so that so they're the not afraid that, of dying themselves? So the solution to that has got a religious element to it. The only reason why we have so many people living in poverty in South Africa is because we have a lot of very greedy and I can put in inverted commas, evil people at the top of our government system that are corrupt and they're backpocketing trillions of rands. Okay, mm-hmm, Now, mm-hmm. if we just had an honest government in place, the money would get to the people and we wouldn't have an armed robbery on the street as readily because the people are being taken care of. General right. service delivery. Right. Now, that spirit or evil energy of corruption that sits at the top, I think, is evil, blatantly evil. And that, but don't you think it's human? It is human, yes, but it's still a choice, and it's still it's a, not a sort after human characteristic, greed and and corruption. No, Definitely I agree. Not. I'm not yeah. a fan no, of it. Sure. I'm there. But in the same way that but, you, the systemic issues are causing this person mm-hmm. to to 
murder you and take your money mm-hmm. out of that fear. Yeah. Don't you think there could be other systemic and cultural issues leading to what you're calling evil at the top as opposed to you, the reason I want to make this distinction is that I feel like rather than saying you're corrupt and evil, you should be and you should be you should just go die. Yeah. I would be like I want to figure out what the human psychology that led for you to be corrupt and evil is. And I want to address that because I think you can change. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, that's great. I mean, you can renew your mind in in 30 days. You can have a completely new mind. Like if you're just changing your thought patterns and, you know, like let's say, for example, you really want to stop swearing or something, you can really focus on it. Within 30 days, you can be in a new space. So Mm -hmm. and that's that's rehabilitation. That's like, you know, it's it's not completely discarding the person for being being evil, evil. corrupt. Exactly. It's like, let's see how we can... Maybe. Do you see evil as an intrinsic value? This human is evil, or do you see them as tainted by evil, and that evil can be can be washed away? Yeah, no, I think it's definitely the latter. I think okay. that um, that it's it's again uh, this energy or this spirit, the spiritual realm, which we still know very little about, which we you know brings us back to the sort of flat earth or what, um, you know just dimensions that we know very little right. about. You know, this spiritual realm is is a very difficult one for us as mankind to try and wrap our mind around, let alone attach value to it and be like, you have been corrupt for you know three hundred million rand in this year. That's that's still not putting a value to what the evil. Sp- Spirit, you know, I don't think that I think that that the evil spirit is, and I put this, this is sounding weird, but worth a lot more than just three hundred million rand. Like if you're an evil person, and that that evil is a, like it's deeply entrenched inside you. That that we need, to, well, one needs to try and see how to to show this person who's doing the bad why it's bad and and how and how the result of good actions can look. You know, like they say, mm-hmm. dude, just imagine we we built houses and hospitals with this money and and mm-hmm. our crime rates dropped imagine you as a police commissioner who's trying everything that he can to to solve by pumping more police on presence more police presence on the ground on the ground but like why don't you use that money and, and build houses rather well like you know find another way to solve this systemic poverty that's going on that's resulting in all the crime and stuff at the end of the day there is this spiritual battle that's going on okay us as mankind if we can um, maybe just acknowledge this spiritual realm a bit more and acknowledge that there are unsought after spirits that operate. I would call them either demons or, you know, just like bad things <laughs> mm-hmm. that are causing people to do corrupt acts and are causing people to be driven by greed or be driven by lust or be driven by, you know, something that's not necessarily sound. That once we can acknowledge that and then, as you said, you know, not try and you know, we must murder this corrupt man. No, let's try and like rehabilitate or come to a space where we can all acknowledge what we all want as mankind. And that so is... So we're, we're kind of in agreement. It's just the... You're attributing... the flat earth thing, you know. We well, still, no, no, I mean, we're, we're again, again, it gets more... It's... I don't believe that there are these evil spirits, right? So mm-hmm. for you, you're saying greed is caused by this evil spirit. Let's acknowledge that this evil spirit exists and tackle that. Yeah. I'm saying I don't agree that there is an evil spirit. So to me, to tackle greed is to understand just the human psychology behind greed okay. and how to stop a human from being so like growing greed up scientifically. Extremely poor, hey? Like you grow up extremely poor, which might yeah. So you have a, yeah. You you're, you feel like you need to hold on to yeah. whatever you can get you you know you you've grown up deprived or or you live in a society that says money is really important mm-hmm. so you want to get as much as it i don't i actually mm-hmm. don't know what yeah. the solution is but to me i would worry that if so you've acknowledged this evil spirit how are you you're going to pray you're going to call on god you're going to bring them to church and i'm going to say what if 
that doesn't solve the problem? What if the human natural urge for greed is still there? You get rid of, you know, whatever spirits are involved, and sure. there's still the human element of greed. Sure. That's, to me, when we have to go to another solution that would be Which more would be scientific. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be jail. It would be, to me, it would be, like, restorative justice. It of would course. be, okay. of course, you wouldn't want someone in power who is corrupt, mm-hmm. but I would still want to figure out how do you get people that are corrupt to not be corrupt, you know, through through science. Yeah. That's no, what I sure, would that's sure. what I, I mean, would want. At the end of the day, the principles of justice come forward here. And the principles of justice is quite objective. You one can Is it though? No, well, I mean at least in this, in this, let's use this corruption case as an example. Like it is unjust that this man is doing actions that are resulting in taking the coins from someone else's pocket and putting them into his own. It's okay? it's unjust within the construct of a society in which we've agreed on certain laws. Yeah. But yeah. objectively I don't believe that there's anything that says you have to that you, that you should not take something that's not yours. Is that I believe it? personally that you shouldn't take something that isn't yours, but yeah. I don't believe that there is an objective truth to that. I just think, well, we all need to get along again, like well being, we values. Need, we need an element of governance, right? As yes, as, I agree. We need a society, humans. and it makes sense that if we're going to make laws, we have to follow those laws, assuming that you know they are good laws that mm-hmm. lead to well being and yeah. and. I believe in equality again because I think it adds to well-being. Mm-hmm. When you when you realize when you feel that you are equal to everyone, you have a better sense of well-being, sure. I think, than when you think you're lesser than or yeah. even when you think you're better than. Yeah. I think that's a precarious position yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. So to me, it's not because there's an objective truth to equality or to justice. It's it's all based on the values that we agree on to me. And uh, would you say that those values that we agree on are good values? Well, <laughs> good is uh, such an I guess, amorphous okay, term. I guess you know, that like, is a very, very broad question. It, it's like, asked, well, given our nature it's a as humans. sort after society, right? We, we have these laws in place to get us into a sort after society. Would you agree with that? To get us into a society where people have the most well-being. Yeah. Like, yeah. we can be within government. And, and I think that well-being is based on our, our nature as human beings. We know that humans feel pain if you cut them. So mm-hmm. we want a society where we agree not to cut each other exactly. a lot. So exactly. It's, so it's not, a, it's not objectively bad to cut things. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be good to cut down a tree yeah. because it is dying. Yeah. But that's not a, it's For humans, it's, it's just based on values, I of think. Of course. Of course. You know, I, and then... Once you've got this, uh, let's say, utopian ideal construct of what us as men would should, have the most well-being. Exactly. In. Like, yeah. We should. We should always want all of mankind to be in a good space. You know. Yeah. Have a I, sense, I agree. Have a sense of well-being, and I just think that if someone is stepping outside of that, uh, like I want to say moral code, but I can't say moral code because that is very subjective and different yeah. to every person. But let's say objectively, what he did was wrong. I just think that, that it's nice that we have a justice system in place that brings this man to justice. And, mm-hmm. But it's still um, subjective to humans, I of think. Of course. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, you know, in terms of that spiritual element that is attached to that situation, yes, I will, I will pray for, for my nation. I will try and pray out corruption as much mm-hmm. as possible, um, which will, I mean, it obviously does help in whatever space that we'll see come to the fore, maybe right now or maybe in 10 years' time, 15 years' time, I don't know. Maybe we get a new government at the next national elections, which is in April next year. Very exciting stuff. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I, as Josh, can also go 
outside this man's um, business office and hold a picket fence and be like, this man is corrupt. This man is corrupt. Mm-hmm. Now, is that solving the problem? Definitely not. Definitely not. It's like kind of, you know, just putting wood in, in the wrong fire. But then what does Josh do? What what can I do to curb this corruption? Well, I guess it's it's realizing that us as a society are in a difficult space and letting mm-hmm. those that are really aggrieved, that are turning to crime, and like kind of see if you can channel that energy into a space of like, dude, this is not where the problem lies. The problem is not going to be found here robbing this old lady of her purse. Mm-hmm. The solution. Yeah, yeah, we need to find what is the solution. And I think it's, it comes down to the collective. The people as a collective cannot be okay with evil right in their face. There's this really cool saying that goes, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to act is to act and not to speak mm-hmm. is to speak. So as long as we're okay with just sitting here, um, if, if we're seeing evil happening in front of us and doing nothing about it, then are you, I wouldn't say you're a conduit to that evil, but you're definitely not a part of the solution. Now, if we were to try and bring this back to the flat earth element, I'm not going to try and go and put forward my flat earth ideology and trying to convince people that this is the right element and what you guys are believing are wrong. But I'm also not just going to sit and be a part of a conversation where someone is um, like, we, okay, we don't have these round earth, flat earth conversations often. But if I were to be in a conversation and there is a strong glober over there around the table, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and just be quiet. Right. I'm going to put forward what I believe is right, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, the same way where if I see um, someone littering on the side of the pavement, I'm not just going to stand there and watch it happen. I'm one of the few that go up to them, sorry, sir, you dropped your straw cover. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, sir, you dropped mm-hmm. this. What? He's like, what? He has no, but I mean, that for me is, is speaking up in the face of evil. Wherever you see evil or wrongdoing, just like do what you can to, to solve it. But what about if you're definition of evil is wrong and like mm-hmm. in these instances i'm like yeah littering great yeah. but some religions as i'm sure you know yeah. are anti-gay yeah. and i am gay yeah and that wasn't something that felt like a decision for me mm-hmm. it just was mm-hmm. and so for some religions they're like i see evil i need to act i need to go i need to do something to aj so, yo, to purge him of this evil hate, so it, yeah. it gets into to me it's like i think it's I, I want to stack my beliefs onto values that I think most people can agree on mm-hmm. so that I can say, we're not going to litter because as a society, we've agreed that we want to live in a clean, healthy place. And yeah. most of us agree with that. Yeah. So that's kind of like how I'm stacking mm-hmm. my beliefs. Mm-hmm. But it's where I get into something like, oh, well, I don't want to live in a society that's corrupt by perversion, mm-hmm. perversion being homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and attack a gay person yeah. or or make them feel bad. Yeah. And I'm like, that belief is so just how, stacked like, yeah, on your opinion sure. and and not necessarily everyone agrees yeah. or certainly not this person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking for ways to kind of like contain beliefs such that they are, you know, you have your beliefs and they're good for you, mm-hmm. but they don't resonate with everyone. They don't resonate with everyone yeah. per se. Yeah. Right. And so I appreciate that you'll speak up about the flat earth, but you're not going to go and like lambays the globers <laughs> yes yeah but so, i mean that, like now i'm not i'm not calling globe earthers sinners because i mean mm. but in a very narrow definition one could find that it was the case you know 1300s they would murder people that question the construct of the right. of the cosmos yes um so there your approach needs to always just be one of love you know you always right and that i can get yeah, behind and that i think everyone can get behind you know it's really just like um, well not everyone <laughs> I mean, okay, not everyone you're <laughs> exactly. right but um you know it's like it's it's you, you love the sin and you hate the sin. 
So I'm, can you, when you're talking about corrupt members of government, can you approach that corruption with love? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. you can. Because, yeah. you know, love is the one that's going to drive up. Like, it is love that will result in that corrupt man or woman um, realizing that what they're doing is wrong. And if they had a love for their people, they wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it is coming in with an approach of love and then letting that be the, the candle in the dark room. I mean, like, check what, check what if you just took the 300 million rand that you back pocketed, let's shine a candle into what room that could look like. And you could have done this much. Mm-hmm. You could, have, you know, and then it's not like you should have, you should have, you should have. It's like, brah, just check what you, what you can what do. What you could do. What yeah. you can do. And yeah. so then it's not, it's not retroactive, like, you know, lambasting. It's let's try and uncover a way forward. You know, mm-hmm. let's see how we can go forward. And, and when you have that premise of love, then, then hopefully a lot more can be achieved because you don't fight fire with fire. I've learned this in a very hard way. You've got to fight fire with love. Right. And you put out those flames as best possible. I mean, I think love is a great place to end it. Though I have one other theory sure, sure, that sure. I just I want to run. Also loved one, to one other thing I want to run by you, and yeah. that is, as you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with shame. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, if I held your beliefs when I told it to other people, I would feel shame because shame is all about what other people think of us. And there's a really strong sense in shame of you don't want to do something that's bad. Mm -hmm. It's just, if I told people I believe this and they thought I was bad, that would really affect me. And Mm -hmm. I know it affects you as well, but but not not as much to stop you from believing it. Of course, yeah. And I was wondering if maybe the way that you were experiencing shame was slightly different than me in the sense that if I... If I am getting my sense of approval and goodness from my family, I'm able to withstand what other people think because my sense of it's not shame directly. It's my anti-shame comes from my family, their approval. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know none of you agree with me, but I have this backing in my family. And for you, I wonder if that backing is God. Yeah. So it's it's not that you... You know, you feel some shame when people disagree with you and judge you, but that shame is overridden by the what you feel as the kind of love and acceptance of God. Of course, of course. And there, I mean, you know, with this sort of flat earth argument and many other, uh, let's say, moral questions, um, there is an element of uh, resistance from the, the, the general t- population, yeah, the, the world at large, you know, and um, there, I, I wouldn't say that I overcome the shame with the comfort of God because I don't think that my element of shame, and I, I don't, I don't look into shame like you have, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, maybe if I go and do some, some introspection, I might find that there is some elements of shame where I feel embarrassed and like, oh no, I don't really want to talk about this around these people because they're, well, really... you mentioned something like that yeah, earlier I mean, that, on, so there must be a degree yeah, of no, it. No, of course, I, 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 I just saying I have never looked at it that way, but right. now that I do, it obviously makes sense. And it, yes, it, it is God that gives me that sort of comfort, but it also, so is it's nice for me to to drop the bomb and let people just scratch their head a little bit, you know? Like, bro, this is crazy. I believe in a flat earth, blah 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 blah. That's what I gotta but say. I'm I find that so hard to do because I do not have the anti-shame of God okay. on my side. Okay. And to me, this is as someone who studies shame, it's fascinating that because you've because you believe in God and mm-hmm. his love of you, that gives you a kind of power over shame. Exactly. And yeah. to me, it makes me wonder. My version of that would be a kind of unconditional self-love sure. to say it's not about you, God. You, I and, am deciding yeah. that I am good mm-hmm. and I am worthy and equal and, and worthy of love. Yeah. And that kind of belief could be a source of anti-shame that I use to go into the world and say, I, I might not agree on. with I you, take it on, you, but know? this is what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some powerful learning in there. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it makes me appreciate religion in a new way cool. to think – 
part of religion is is comfort, is, is comfort yeah. from this person who's saying this God. This yeah. I mean, if God who created everything says, "I like you," Ooh. that feels great, right? Why are you touching on it, yeah. that feels great. Yeah, it feels great. But for those of us who don't believe in God, yeah. I want to be able to achieve that same feeling. You know, as long as it's healthy and yeah. there's no drawbacks to it, and I'm not trampling on anyone else. Yeah, to just say to have that same sense of worthiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you, everyone has that inherent sense of worthiness, you know, and this is where we have that, um, that potential deception globe versus uh, reason behind creation. You know, you like when you're on, when we're in my sort of mind in this flat earth construct, mm-hmm. like I was made with my purpose and my value. And you were made with your purpose and your value. And once you see that value that you have, and everyone sees the value that they have within them, mm-hmm. that they're part of some sort of plan, that they're part of that. Like, you know, I was asked, like, do you th- I was asked, do I think that my life is prescripted, mm-hmm. or if I make my own choices and do my own thing? Um, it was a very, I gave a very interesting answer. It was that yes, my life is prescripted, but I'm writing it at the same time. So I'm choosing which ways I'm going in my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I do know that my plan is ordained by, by God, um, but I need to choose either the right or wrong thing. There's always a right and wrong decision, but I need to choose the right decision in every single instance so that I can go where it has been ordained for me. And if I don't choose the right thing all the time, then I might end up in a space that isn't ordained for me. And that, and I think as opposed to rather looking at the space that isn't ordained for me, I'd rather focus because I'm a positive man, on what has been ordained for me. And that is like love and abundance Mm -hmm. and happiness and Mm -hmm. times with friends and like beautiful sunsets and like just, you know, a great, great, great life. And, Mm -hmm. and, And in making the right decision all the time, you know, like not telling a little white lie to inflame a story or, you know, like really just being a completely integral, honest man when you're dealing with, let's say, hundred thousands of dollars a month of expenses that you're incurring for your company, you could slip some aside, you know. Mm-hmm. No, nah, no, no. But rather just staying in the same, mm-hmm. the right line, making the right choices and then taking care of people that, you know, I mean, I asked this question, uh, I was at an accounting uh, function the other day with a whole bunch of like the top five accounting firms in South Africa and I was asking this one chick, so when last... Did you take a portion of your salary and just give it to someone else? Even if it's 5% or 10% of your salary. Mm-hmm. When lasted one, optionally, just give stuff away. And then you come to a barometer of success. Is someone successful because of what they've managed to achieve for themselves? Or can we look at the view of success of what you've managed to achieve for other people while achieving for yourself? Imagine that became the new barometer of success. Like Josh can make 100,000 rand a month, but... He's actually making 200,000 rand a month and giving 100,000 rand of it away every single month. Like that for me, that's a successful right. Josh. You know, and I mean, if we can get to a world where we don't just look after ourselves and we, and we look after the poor and those that are coming to beg at you for money, like give them a dollar, <laughs> give mm-hmm. them 10 rand. Like it really doesn't mean that much to you and it's a, it's a meal for them. Um, but sometimes all you got to do is give your time because time is a commodity that we can never buy back. So once um, a heckler or a beggar realizes that I, I, me, Josh, I don't have any coins on me. I don't have any money on me, but I do have time, my man, and I'm going to talk to you about your worries for mm-hmm. two minutes. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your worries. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Let's see if we can solve this somehow, but I, I'm not going to give you money, but I'm going to give you time. And just acknowledging that that is another human being that was also created with their innate value that that I am no man to try and be like, nah, you're a little bit less valuable than me, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you right now. I mean, it's fascinating because I believe all the same yeah. things with a completely different underpinning. Yeah. I, I believe that all humans have the same value mm-hmm. and that 
this person who has no money has just as much value as me, and I can see there is where I can see a sense of injustice. I'm yeah. like, if we're both just as valuable because we're all humans, like mm-hmm. the, the, we, we're all the same, yeah. why does this person get so much less than me just yeah. because I was born this way and they were born that way? So in that sense, I see very much the same, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I also always want to give people attention because I believe if we're all equal, we all deserve equal respect. Yeah. And so, um, again, this, this researcher I mentioned, James Gilligan, he says that the way to show respect is just to pay attention to people. And it's very similar to there what you we were go. just saying. Yeah. I don't see the God angle, and I don't see a specific purpose mm-hmm. because I see things as more random. Okay. But I think it's fascinating that we can kind of agree ultimately like we on kind of a touch base. We can touch base, but yeah. yet we believe such yeah. different things. But we have commonality. We have common ground. And that's what's great, you know, is that, that us as, as humans see the in, integral value in other humans. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that some people are up on the top of the ladder or the top of the pyramid. Um, they view humans as, as slightly less valuable mm-hmm. and they are willing to step on them to get mm-hmm. to what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and that system is is a flawed system. One that I don't think, you know, uh, we do this project at Streetscape, which is helping homeless people to get off the streets and they do gardening. Mm-hmm. Now, these guys are viewed as as uh, the less sought after members of society mm-hmm. because they're um, bums and they're on drugs and you know they um, maybe will be involved in quite a lot of petty crime incidences, but they're growing carrots, they're growing spinach, they're growing their beans, and um, they're supplying to the restaurants in the near area in Cape Town uh, Central Business District. Now, I think that these guys, if we were to take money out of the equation, are quite valuable. They can grow food, mm-hmm. and that's. That's invaluable in comparison to, I mean, if, you, if you're someone who can desalinate water or you're someone that, that can really help us as mankind survive, then if we were to take money out of the equation and you start looking at the mm-hmm. barometer of who is valuable mm-hmm. in society, this man that's got five holiday homes sitting at the top of his bank building is not going to be deemed as valuable as someone who can actually draw water from the ground or someone who can actually grow yeah. carrots. Yeah. So it's crazy that how the construct of society and what is deemed successful is what it is. It's a very a capitalistic construct. And I think hopefully one day we as society, I don't I wouldn't say society at large, but the micro societies or communities can come to that realization point that 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 the value lies in other things more than just currency. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a great place to stop. Thank yeah. you so much, Josh. This has been fascinating. It's been great, man. And um, I'm excited to see how our <laughs> views evolve to separate and yeah. yet meet again. If I make it to Antarctica, I'll give you a call. Yeah, let me know what, how yours go, and I'll let you know if mine evolves. <laughs> nice, man. Well. Thank you very much, All right, dude. Thank you. Cheers.